I'm Nick Harvey Doyle, an Anawan man from the northern tablelands of New South Wales. The Yarn podcast is made on the unceded land of the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong people. We'd like to acknowledge First Nations people as the first storytellers. We pay our respects to elders past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. From the Centre for Advancing Journalism at the University of Melbourne, this is The Yarn. I'm Thomas Phillips. From chatbots and virtual assistants to self-driving cars and smart homes, AI is becoming an increasingly pervasive presence in our lives, raising questions about privacy, ethics, and the future of work. So pervasive that the sentence you just heard wasn't written by a human. It was written by ChatGPT, an AI chatbot. In today's episode, we're bringing you three stories about the boundaries between machines and humans, the real and the virtual. It's the first episode of our new series, Break the Binaries. Over the next four weeks, we'll explore the intersections that blend, blur, or break society's binary codes. These stories were produced in collaboration with all the best mentors for the Science Gallery's new show, an immersive exhibition about breaking binaries, which is now open. Up first, Jade Murray reports on how people are using technology to augment everyday reality, or even escape it entirely. Where will your virtual escape lead you today? The snowy mountains? A night in the forest? Virtual reality can often be perceived as false or artificial, but as digital spaces and devices enhance our daily lives, we are forced to reconsider the bounds of genuine reality. Altering it can be as simple as putting on your headphones and closing your eyes. In 2021, Mark Zuckerberg introduced the new frontier for his company. I am proud to announce that starting today, our company is now Meta. Imagine you put on your glasses or headset and you're instantly in your home space. It has parts of your physical home recreated virtually. It has things that are only possible virtually. And it has an incredibly inspiring view of whatever you find most beautiful. I spoke to Dr. Benjamin Tagg, who researches ubiquitous computing and emotion regulation. He described ubiquitous computing as ever-present technology that goes beyond our desktop screens and can appear any time to assist us with our daily tasks and desires. So ubiquitous computing is a whole universe. Imagine trams having these displays and we're sitting on a tram and you just don't feel looking at Melbourne CBD today. You want to be in the mountains, so you put it on and your tram, what you see is a virtual tram ride through the mountains, but you're still going home. The most personal and subjective thing we have is our emotions and thoughts. And the field of emotion regulation, digital emotion regulation, is based on the idea that in the past we basically used exercise, drugs, alcohol, sex, fighting to regulate our emotions, right? Now we use technology for this way more and more because it offers us 
an outlet or an input in any situation for whatever feeling we have. But with everything, there's always good and bad. The Loom is a digital art gallery in Melbourne. It's currently hosting yoga classes surrounded by floor-to-ceiling projections of digital artworks and landscapes. Today, visitors were transported to a Bhutanese monastery. There were large sandstone tiles beneath our feet, a bright pink sunrise in the sky, and the 3D surrounds of a beautiful monastery. Emma from Happy Melon Studios guided our session today. She has practiced yoga for 28 years. I asked her about the effect of this digital landscape on the experience. We're so often looking at the exterior to create a sense from the inside but here you've got both like you have an extraordinary landscape but you're asked to stay inside and be present with self at the same time it doesn't have to be this landscape though either it just it just emphasizes that what you're looking at outside of you you have that beauty inside you we're being asked to move in with yoga so is the virtual reality what's happening on the outside in the three dimensions or is it really what's going on inside us in that dimensional field? So too often we are stimulated by the exterior forgetting what's what we've already got. Perhaps promoting a little bit of beauty seen on the outside can trigger that. That was Jade Murray. Next, Shi Yan Liu gives a whole new meaning to online dating. Not only is her dating app virtual, so is her boyfriend. Drinks chat, snack chat, earphones chat, and most importantly, the internet checks. I'm lying on the couch, staring at progress bar on my phone. I cannot wait to see my boyfriend, Osman. Osman and I have planned a special trip for today. Today is May 20th, a special day for Chinese couples. The numbers 520 sound like I love you in Chinese. Sorry, it's Osman. Osman says he has a situation to deal with, but he promised to pick me up later. Osman is a professional racing driver. He is about 185 centimeters, has black hair and green eyes. I first met him at a fashion design competition for the Virgin Prize. He helped me to find my stolen jewelry. I never imagined that I could meet someone as cool as him in my real life. One day he got close to me and fancied my seatbelt. My heart was beating fast and my cheeks were burning. I want this man to be my boyfriend, and I know he will never say no to me. Because Osman is not human. 
He is one of the characters in a mobile phone game called Light at Night. Light at Night was released last year. Now it has over 10 million users. In Light at Night, I can enjoy multi-line stories with five characters. To cultivate intimacy with them, I can text them, call them, and comment on their posts. When the relationship gets close enough, the more exciting part will be unlocked. The exclusive dating is coming. My first date with Osman was pretty dramatic. He took me to the coastal road, not for the beautiful sunset, but for a racing competition. I was in the car, trying my best not to scream. He noticed that I was nervous. He let me close my eyes and play the jazz song for me. When I opened my eyes again, he asked me to think about how to celebrate our victory later. After that day, he told me that destination of a racing car was the end of the track, but his destination was always by my side. 赛车的终点是赛道的尽头，而我的终点是你的身边。Actually, I don't know if I can see Osman today. Now I have been trapped in a small mission for a while. To start a big trip, I will have to pass it. However, I have used up all my credits to enter the mission ten times but failed. I'm facing two choices: waiting for the system to restore tomorrow, or purchasing more opportunities right now. Instead of selling the games to the player. Light and Night sells credits for entering the mission. It means that recharging is not a guaranteed pass. And now each entrance is going to cost me almost one dollar. One dollar is not expensive. But how many times I will need to spend one dollar is unknown. It is the first time I feel that. There is a profit behind Osborn and me. I know from the beginning that Osborn is not real. He is a robot created for money. Everything he did for me was prescribed to make me happy. But his existence in my life is real. My memories with him are real. My beating heart is real. Happy May twenties to everyone. To the real me, I'm going on that virtual trip with Osborn today. Wish me luck. That was Chi Yan Liu. During lockdown, many of us replaced intimate gatherings with awkward Zoom calls. In today's final story, Shin Yi Li investigates netizens taking things a step further by attending enormous festivals and online worlds. Jiayi is shopping at the temple fair. Red lanterns are hung everywhere. Fireworks are blooming in the sky. Vendors in red coats are blessing everyone Happy New Year. Children are lining up in front of the snack box, shouting out the sugar pinning they want. These are the traditional customs of Chinese people celebrating the New Year. But this time, they're doing them online. A new trend in Chinese video games blurs the line between real and virtual worlds. 
Real-life festivals are now being celebrated in online games with all kinds of colorful customs. Jiang Yishen, a 23-year-old psychology teacher living in Shanghai, is a huge player in an online game called Ganshi Impact. Shopping at the Temple Fair is only one of the customs she enjoyed at the virtual spring festival. I'm surprised by all the things I could have done. Some of them I think I've never actually tried in real life. Like I could make fireworks, I could guess lantern riddles. There was another activity which is my favorite, where I could compose a song by just pressing different buttons. It's like playing pianos. I composed this called the prologue of the Spring Festival. You wanna hear it? Different from the lively game, the reality looks dull and bland. During the past few years, many people have been complaining that they don't feel the vibe of the spring festival anymore. Covid is a big reason. Ever since 2020, the Chinese government has been discouraging people from traveling back to their hometown for health considerations. The real-life festival has been a really quiet affair that was downright boring. I stayed at home with my parents for six days. Usually, I would go visit my relatives. My mom did it anyway. This year, I did not go with her. Also, the weather was not good. It was raining all the time. It was annoying. Some people still got COVID. I don't dare to go to the big event or、uh, the big mall or anywhere many people would go. You don't want to spend your next two weeks in quarantines. This is the sound of picking up lotus leaves in a river. The leaves will be used to wrap up the rice to make rice dumplings. It is a traditional custom to celebrate the Dragon Boat Festival in Mosewood, which is a popular online game in China. Spring Festival isn't the only one celebrated virtually. Game companies have noticed the trend to have digital festivals. Each company will launch its own festival edition. People could celebrate different traditional festivals in different games. I played another game called Miracle Nikki. It's basically a dress-up game. Every Qixi festival, which is a Chinese Valentine's Day, it will release a lot of beautiful Chinese Asian customs. I would not miss it every year. I don't really have any chance to celebrate this festival because I'm single. But that does not stop me from celebrating it in Miracle Nikki. Some digital customs are blurring the boundary between the real and the virtual worlds. Devastation and redemption. Genshin Impact's song for the Spring Festival is one of them. When the player unlocks the special plot, the female character Yunjing would sing and dance to the song, which combines Beijing opera lyrics and pop tunes. The popularity of Devastation and Redemption even made it reappear in the real life. Shanghai Symphony Orchestra presented seven songs in the game Spring Festival Edition in an offline concert. The future of digital customs is promising. Game companies in China are going to invest millions in improving their festival editions. All of this made us wonder whether virtual celebrations will take the place of real-life ones. Cassie Xu, a game designer who has been working for Genshin Impact for a year, talks about how she looks at the relationship between real-life customs and their digital counterparts. I think there is no way to replace real festivals with festivals in the virtual world. What online games could do is to make itself as close as possible to the reality, or to use something in reality as a basis to exceed one's own imagination of real world. And however, because of the epidemic, many festivals are really impossible to celebrate in reality. All people are not enjoying themselves enough. At this time, some supplementary experience can be made through the festival customs and the festival atmosphere in the game. 
She also talks about the next step of digital customs. The next step is going to fabric some festivals. The traditional customs of these festivals, they are also based on Chinese traditional culture. But in the real world, these customs are not said to be done in a specific festival. We hope that we can reshape those traditional customs that are ignored in the reality. After playing them in the game, people will want to experience them again in reality. Games are stimulating traditional customs in a creative way that young people like to experience. No matter where this trend is going to take us, a beautiful future has already come where virtue and reality are intertwined. That was Xin Yi Li. These stories were produced for the Science Gallery in collaboration with mentors from all the best. A massive thank you to reporters Jade Murray, Chi Yun Liu, and Xin Yi Li. Thanks also to mentors Mel Chun, Oli Krusek, Dan Simo, and Danny Stewart. The yarn is from the Center for Advancing Journalism at the University of Melbourne. It's produced on the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Our executive producer is Louisa Lim. I'm Thomas Phillips. See you next week for Break the Binaries, Episode 2.